How's it going, Ace fans? Today I have a special short mini-sode talking to you guys about the Shea Langoliers dilemma. I've been seeing it a lot. I've been tweeting about Shea Langoliers a lot because he's been just absolutely mashing the ball for Las Vegas, and my mentions have been filled with call him up. And I have some thoughts on whether or not the A's should in fact call Shea Langoliers up. And uh, it's longer than I can tweet. And I feel like uh, you guys want to hear my voice every now and again. So here is me every now and again. I got a few minutes for you guys. And uh, I'm going to talk about Shea Langoliers. I was going to do a full episode. Uh, my, my idea was who's underperforming right now and who to watch out for in May after, you know, the, what, what do the expected stats say? And uh, everybody's performing basically how they should. So uh, that, that idea went to the wayside. Now, mini episode. So that's how this is coming about. But Shea Langoliers, you may remember him. Uh, he is a catcher. He is a very good catcher. And he came over as part of the Matt Olson trade along with Christian Pache and a couple of other guys. Uh, these are the two... Pache and Shea Langoliers are the two big pieces of this trade. We've already seen kind of flashes of what Pache can do in the big leagues. Shea Langoliers is just absolutely crushing the ball in the minors right now. And uh, he is in AAA waiting for that call-up. And whether or not he gets it soon is up for debate. That's why we're here today. But quick stat line for you guys. This is, these are all, all stats. Uh, after the conclusion of Wednesday's game, so entering Thursday, he he went one for three, I believe, with a walk on Thursday. Didn't incorporate those, but he was hitting 329 with a 430 on base and 1159 OPS. He's absolutely crushing the ball. I've said that a few times. He's been really, really, really good. He has a 187 WRC plus. That is second in all of the AAA West or Pacific Coast League, whatever they're going by now. That is 87% above league average. He's really good. He's doing great, and he's also doing great in this league. So it's not like uh, it's not just the hitters park that he's playing in right now, which was something that I said on Twitter. I'm like, hey, he's been putting up these stats just in Vegas, and that is definitely a hitter's park. Let's see how he does in Sacramento, which is where the Aviators are this week. And uh, he went out on Tuesday and hit a home run and shut me up. I believe it was an opposite field home run, too. So, yeah, he's he's doing great. He has 10 home runs on the season at the conclusion of Wednesday. That was first in the AAA West. He also has a 33% caught stealing rate for those of you defensive-oriented people. And uh, he actually talked with friend of the podcast for longtime listeners, uh, friend of the podcast, Matt George, who is the host of Locked On Kings and also a big ace fan. Uh, he went to go interview him with for uh, ABC 10 in Sacramento, and uh, he sent me over the interview. I'm trying to get it uploaded onto YouTube, but the file size is too large, so going to have to figure that out. But he did a, a talk with Shea Langoliers, and he said that he likes defense. He he puts a lot of emphasis on his defense. Offense is cool, but defense is what controls the game, and that's what he's trying to emphasize a little bit more. And he's got a 33% caught stealing rate, which is good. The MLB average this season so far is 27%, so that'll play. He has the arm, and is he getting... And I know that it looks like caught stealings always go on the catcher, but a lot of that's also the pitcher. Because if you take five seconds to deliver the ball, nobody does, but if you take five seconds to deliver the ball, the catcher literally has zero chance of throwing the runner out. So it, it is a more of a symbiotic relationship than I think a lot of people realize, and he's doing great. He's got a cannon back there. That's nice. So it looks like he is a complete package of a guy that you want 
on the Major League roster right now, especially because the A's are not hitting, they're not performing well, and they're not expected to do much, why not bring up a guy like Shea Langlers right now to see what he can do? That is the question, and that's why everybody's saying, call him up. And I get it. I get the sentiment. I just don't know where you put him. A lot of people are saying, just have him DH, right? Just throw him in at DH. But I don't think that that's the answer. I think that moving Sheldon Noisy to DH is the answer, because uh, then you get his glove out of the field. Sheldon Noisy, oh boy, he has seven errors on the season. Seven errors. They have not played that many games. What, 25? 25 games, and he has seven errors. Five of those have come at third base, so keep him away from third base. Yeah, Kevin Smith back. Just throw Kevin Smith at third. He's good defensively. He's fine. And then you can put Sheldon Noisy at DH. Just let him DH. He's also got one error at uh, second base and one at first base, so he's making errors all over the infield. Just rely on that bat, because that bat is fantastic, and you do not want to get rid of that bat. He's hitting 313 with a 375 on base. Those are solid numbers. I want that bat in my lineup as well, and I don't want to sacrifice that bat or put his glove into the field to get Shea Langoliers, because if you're going to bring Shea Langoliers up, he needs to be getting at-bats daily. He needs to be in that lineup, and I don't want him to sit there and you know ride the bench. That's not why you would call him up. You're putting him there to put him into the lineup, and I don't see where he's going to be playing because he hasn't. He's not a first baseman. He's not going to be playing first base. You're not going to play him over Sean Murphy, who is arguably your most valuable trade chip right now. You want to showcase Sean Murphy so that you can get more of a package when you do trade him. And side tangent, uh, when Matt Olson was traded, and I saw Shangle Angliers, who is a highly rated prospect and a catching prospect, was part of the return package. I was like, oh, Sean Murphy's out the door. I believe I've told you guys that before. I've said, I've made it very vocal on Twitter um, at by Jason B for my takes. But uh, I, it just feels like they're going to reset the the time frame of service time for, or, you know, team control for the catching position. And Shale Ingaliers being brought up is going to be more in line with their next window of contention as opposed to having to pay Sean Murphy in his fifth or sixth year, you get Shea Lingolaires at a lower price and maybe you can put some pieces around him. That, that's the thought, I assume, because that's how the A's operate. <laughs> Yay. But it just would make sense from a strategic standpoint to have two extra years of control for a catcher who is arguably, you know, just, just as good as Sean Murphy, maybe better offensively. We'll see. Um, but that that's where I see that going. You could also, you know, throw... Jed Lowry in at second base. You could cut him if you want to at some points, but Jed Lowry would be the other guy that you want at DH, and he can hit from the left, he can hit from the right. You basically only want him hitting from the left right now because as a righty, he's just not doing it. But th those are the two DH candidates, and I don't think that you can get rid of either of those. So that really means that you don't really have a spot for Shea Langoliers right now until you trade Sean Murphy. How does that work? I could see Sean Murphy getting moved at the trade deadline or, you know, just before. But if you see Shea Langoliers come up around the trade deadline, it's probably going to be for two, three weeks. Kind of get some seasoning, get his feet under him before they move Sean Murphy and remove that obstacle and get him that playing time. That's what I see happening. Uh, also, he's he's lighting the world on fire right now. Let's see how he does facing guys a second time after the league adjust to him a little bit. Anybody can, not anybody, but... Players have hot streaks. This happens. 
It's how do they adjust? That is what makes you a pro, or I guess a major league baseball player, not a pro baseball player. Uh, that is what makes the greats great. How is he going to be able to adjust? Because he's just been flying through AAA right now uh, with the Las Vegas Aviators. How is he going to be adjusting? How, how are they going to be attacking him? How is he going to adjust to those? And how does he come out on top from there? That is what we want to see right now. So I, obviously this is not going to be a great season for the A's, but we're going to have plenty of time to you know grow to love Shea Langoliers in green and gold. Let's just not push it because his development is the key part right now, not our entertainment. Maybe they get a couple more wins if they bring him up now. It doesn't matter. They're going to be picking probably top five in the MLB draft next season, uh, depending on how the lottery goes out. That'll be fun. Let's talk about the lottery at some point because <laughs> the A's are not playing well. Uh, so they'll be getting a, a high draft pick of some sorts. But the development of guys is what is important this year. We're, we're seeing Christian Pache. He's showing us flashes. And I like what I'm seeing. The stats aren't quite there, but I like what I'm seeing. He's 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 good. He's interesting. And Shea Langoliers, he's not going to come up and rake. He's not going to push this team to the playoffs. This team is not a playoff team. Uh, they still have Lou Trevino closing games for some reason. I assume it's so that they can try and convince a team that he's like at least a middle reliever for their team, and then get him uh, get you know guys back in a trade. But that's how I see things shaking out. Sean Murphy's going to get moved at some point, either at the trade deadline or uh, in the offseason. That's that's what's happening. So uh, if you were tired of trades before, sorry, there's more coming. And Sean Murphy's going to be getting a good package because he's got, what, three years of control after this year? He's got team control. That's what teams like. He's a very solid catcher. He's probably top five, top six in baseball. I haven't actually uh, listed him out, but he's really good. Oh, let's go with that. He's a really good catcher. Teams always need a really solid catcher, a starting catcher like Sean Murphy with a lot of pop in his bat who can play defense. He's like uh, Gary Sanchez, but with defense. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> but that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, maybe I'll do more of these mini episodes if, uh, if I feel the urge. But uh, until then, follow me on social media at ByJasonB. You can also follow the show at LockedOnAs on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I've been tweeting out daily, daily minor league updates of just stat lines that interest me. And I've been following guys like Shea Lingaliers. I uh, tweeted about Robert Poisson today. Just guys that either struck out a lot of guys that you may not have heard of. I'm like, hey, this guy struck out seven guys in, in four innings. What's this about? Uh, and, you know, also the top prospects. Like uh, Yuri Bell Angeles is one of my favorite guys to keep an eye on down there in, uh, in Lansing, or I guess up there in Lansing, even though he's in the high A. It doesn't matter. Regardless, up, down, left, right, I got you covered at by Jason Beef. Go follow me. And uh, until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland, and I will talk with you soon.